Hi, my name is Inez Simpson, and this is one of the series of videos and audios about the holistic therapy process called the Simpson Protocol. I'm talking to the people who have experience with Simpson Protocol and what they think of the process and the results they have found. So if you are the person who desires positive change in themselves and those they come in contact with, I believe you'll find this interesting. Today we're talking to Claudia Dagnino. Is that how I say it right? Yes, Claudia. <laughs> Claudia, I should be saying Claudia. And she's our SP trainer for Spanish. Now, Claudia is only a trainer for North America. She can do English and Spanish, which is great. So now, first of all, Claudia, give us your little background of, on you. Okay, first of all, Thank you for having me in your interview today. I am, my background is a very unique background as um, I, since I was very young, I've been inclined to know more about the mind, more about how I can help people. I will say that I always felt that I wanted to help others. That brought me into studying psychology in Chile. And to many, 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 a never-ending list of trainings after that. I have worked with um, people who are deaf. Of course, I work with hearing people. And I work with first responders. I've been a, a clinical counselor for over 20 years. And I'm so passionate about this. So, yeah, that is sort of my, my background. And now, of course, I'm in Canada, and I've been practicing in Canada. Uh, register with the BC Association of Clinical Counselors. And yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> Very good. Now, um, and what brought you to this profession of hypnosis? My desire to help people, but at the same time to empower them, yeah. to allow them to discover the, that power because in the field of, of counseling, you will often hear people, oh, I have had a counselor for, I don't know, X number of years, months. And I always felt to myself, I, that doesn't resonate with me. Yes, I am in a field in which I do help people, but with intention of you can discover that inner power. I will be with you for a short period of time until you kind of feel that you manage it and then you're back to your life you're on your own. Yeah. Perfect. That's my goal. Do you remember when, what you thought when you first saw the SP process, that first class? I think you have heard this before, but <laughs> I thought, wow, this is what I was looking for. Yes. I absolutely loved it. It had so many um, aspects, so many benefits that are the ones that I was looking for. And I found it. I found you. And you've been learning lots in between. Every time you're doing all the telepathic work, you're doing everything. And it takes a while to get from the first class to getting to be a trainer. 
Yes, I, I actually attended several of your trainer, trainings plus other trainings from other trainers. And as you mentioned, it takes some time to develop your own relationship with your superconscious mind, your own relationship and the trust in the Simpson protocol because most people will come with a background of evidence-based, which really means nothing at the end of the day. It does. Because I have witnessed things that are not evidence-based and I are profound, significant changes that right now the medical field or sometimes the mental health professionals are not able to explain. Uh, I would say what I I believe evidence-based is what it is. It's just a cover for them to be uh, professional. Mm-hmm. They don't like anything that we do out of professional. But what is professional? I thought was the we were trying to get an outcome. Exactly. And that's what I, everything I, I am centered on. In My clients are looking for an outcome. That's what I want to facilitate, that they get to the outcome. Yeah. And that's why and I always ask for the outcome first and intend it. Don't tell me. <laughs> but that's I, as I get to I really trust superconscious there'll be lots more to find out on <laughs> the process maybe 20 years or 40 years uh, it'll be way different again um, now the next question what type of person or profession benefits most by learning SP in your opinion I wouldn't like the, to limit the use of uh, some protocol. Everybody who wants to help can learn some protocol as long as they are open to possibilities as well. Um, having said that, probably people that are more related to the therapy field mm-hmm. may be more suitable, but as I said, without the intention of limiting the use of SP to anybody. Yeah, the people who are in the energetic healing arts and Reiki or anything like that, they're on the same thinking level. Mm -hmm. So they can easily convert. But but it's just the way it is. Uh, What challenges for a practitioner does SP solve, would you say, if any? I would say the biggest challenge that is not really a challenge because it's just a limiting belief is that SP is simple and people, we love complicating ourselves. So as long as you're able to step out of that, all those complications and doubts and questions, you're just ready to use SP. Yeah. So to answer your question really is, I don't think that SP itself has any challenges, but people bring limiting beliefs that turn into challenges. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's well said. Thank you. Yeah. And some of the things after more 20 years in this field, some of the things that I love the most about SP, and I would like everybody to know, is the fact that SP is non-invasive. There is no direction in some styles of hypnosis that I order you to. I'm like, no, no, no. There's nothing to order here. This is something that naturally is happening between the person and their conscious mind. Yeah. No directive is gentle, gentle for the client as 
there is no trying is getting to deep hypnosis and the, their conscious mind is always protected. So there is no suffering when, when I said no tears is because I often hear from people to go to trauma therapy and they end up suffering even more. So they end up traumatized by trying to treat the trauma. So I love the fact that it's also private. If there is a client that doesn't feel like talking about something, they can still have an SP session and a very successful SP session without the therapist, without the hypnotist knowing anything, and without the need of our clients to talk about anything. I love the fact that promotes self-empowerment, independence, by teaching our clients self-hypnosis uh, is very flexible as well as SP continues to evolve from client to client. So allows also the practitioner to learn and create their own questions, knowing how to approach each individual as they present. And it is a very holistic approach. And, and I, I absolutely, I'm in love with SP. <laughs> Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and I know that a lot of people um, come with this misconception. There is so much um, wrong information out there about what hypnosis really is because they have tried styles of hypnosis in which people end up suffering. So they, when they hear the word hypnosis, they have an impression, which I, I always tell them, that's your impression is not exactly knowledge. Let me share with you a little bit what SP is about. Some of them may need a teeny bit of a push in terms of, you know, um, hypnosis is something that naturally happens to you on a regular basis, but you can yeah. learn to tap into this power. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, supporting the fact that they can be open to possibilities, as you have mentioned to every single one of your students, is one of the biggest key. It is, but that's that's great. So um, now we call this a holistic. You mentioned that the holistic mm -hmm. process, and that's inclusive. What do you think? Is is very inclusive, and I often find that there are the results. I call them a domino effect, because even in in their mind, uh, our clients come with. I have this issue this problem that they want to solve then later on in conversations they tell you that there is not only one aspect of their life that has changed but instead they start noticing subtle changes or sometimes very unique changes in different aspects as they continue to live if somebody comes to me expecting okay um, tonight tomorrow i want to know about my results i want to know this work however as they are facing life situations, I get those random text messages. Claudia, I know, I know now that there was a shift because I faced such situation and in other circumstances, my reaction would have been different. Instead, I felt calm or I didn't feel triggered. So as life is presenting, they are noticing more and more results of their sessions or their um, self-hypnosis process. Yep. That's very good. Um, now, not just focusing on manipulating consciously. That's suggesting if, you know, you will something. 
or work even at the solely the subconscious level, mm -hmm. like we most people do. Um, but being able to go deeper and further, how does this help the client and perhaps the practitioner? I will say it, it protects the client from the chatting of the conscious mind. For example, I am hypnotized. Maybe I'm not because I'm thinking. Maybe I'm not hypnotized because I actually, my nose is itchy. So what I explained to them is that when you're in SP, you're working in these two different levels. The level of your conscious mind. I, I do like the conscious mind. Conscious mind can be very good, but it has some limitations. Conscious mind can tell you, Claudia, I think that there is something that you have to work on that you don't feel good about. Claudia, maybe it's time to seek some support, some help. Maybe, Claudia, practice your self-hypnosis all the way up to there. But then we access to this different level where this relationship with your superconscious mind allows you to open and say, this is what I want to feel. This is how I see my life. These are the changes that I'm seeking. And that part of that relationship you have with your superconscious mind is, is in a, when you are in a deeper level, open to possibilities. And when you sort of shut down that conscious voice, that at, in that moment is where this magic happens between you and your superconscious mind, and especially with your intention. Well, I had a client just like that first session, and she was disappeared. Of, you know, she didn't use her conscious at all. She was really great. So you just never know. The client sometimes needs to ease into it, and sometimes mm -hmm. they just drop into it right. What issues can SB be used for, have you found, in your, in your experience? I will say everything. <laughs> the, nowadays, <clears throat> there is no doubt of science is catching up with SP. <laughs> and even science has, you know, reportedly explained very well this connection between your mind or superconscious mind and your body. Having said that, I don't see limitations. I, see, I, I will never advise somebody not to hear or not to do, you know, I don't know, if you need to take some medication, if you need to eat better. We yeah. have the power of the practical days, what we have to do, you know, and the power of your superconscious mind. Um, I have work with people that, for example, had for several, several years, something that is called canker sores, some sores that yep. show in mm -hmm. your throats. And they have tried everything, absolutely everything, regular medicine. It's very painful. And I'm thinking about this one particular person that came to one of the self-hypnosis workshops. I had no clue where people are working, right? And she starts texting me because starting from the day of the self-hypnosis workshop, she stopped using lidocaine for the pain. And a wound that she had, a big wound that she had opened for months, started the process of closing, closing until it disappeared. Yeah. Something that didn't happen with regular medications or other styles of medicine. Mm, I think so. Uh, I think that this is open to everything. I've worked with people with cancer. I've worked with people with drugs. I It didn't matter what I worked with everything was affected 
Uh, I must say I had limiting beliefs, so I had some, I made a mistake, I think. This is a mistake. I told the guy he had Lou Gehrig's disease and he couldn't move his hand. This hand was all done, it was all crippled up. I got the hand to move, but I made the mistake of saying that it might be limited. If that and that was a few years ago. I had some limiting beliefs, so yeah, I got, was limited in that. Uh, Ines, um, despite despite some of the conversations that we have had, and you know, I have my own process of continuing to open my mind. I feel very grateful about the fact that life exposed me to, to situations in which I know I went beyond and I opened my mind. I've never forgotten, I was a psychology student in, during my practicum in a hospital, and I was sent to look at this individual as for curiosity. And you know, as a student, you do as you say, as they say. So this is a person who, a young male who had a, a car accident, lost part of his frontal brain, Mm. Um, he for several months he was in a coma about to die every single day literally his wife was being told every day he was going to die um, he, once he came back he would have no speech at all no memories he couldn't walk he couldn't move his right arm and there was something very strong on me I asked if I could work with him Back then, I didn't know SP yet, but I asked, can I work with this person? Because he was not assigned to me. And I followed this, I'm going to call it gut feeling, intuition. I don't know how we can call it. I talked to his doctor, the specialist, and she shows me this scan that says, look, he has damage in his cerebellum, which means he will, he will never walk. The speech pathologist visit him once and determine this person will never talk again. Limiting. And he was told that the right arm was never going to move again. I went against everything with his nurse. I talked him out of bed. I remember we just sat him to start. Then one step at a time. After, I'm going to try to summarize the story as long, as, as short as I can. But after a few months, he was talking, he was walking, he was playing jokes on you, recover mobility of the right arm, etc., etc., etc. And as a student, I had to be quite brave because this could have been taken against me, especially when I'm on the hallway pushing him and I see that doctor that said to me, he will never walk again. Now, if you ask me, did I follow any guidelines of evidence-based? Nothing. There was something very strong inside of me that told me, Claudia, no, you can't. You can't leave him. There is something here. And I followed that. I followed that because it was good. too strong. That was good. And he was talking. He was chatting. He was playing jokes on you. Everything that I was told, he will never do again. Yeah, I find that uh, all these things are very limiting belief. You know, they believe that that what they're seeing is 
the structure. That is not the thing. It is, there is a power in us that can go beyond. It's a shame if they don't don't do anything, because um, you know um, Marina Costina fell out of the sky with a skydiving accident. Mm -hmm. So she broke fifty two um, bones in her body. Mm -hmm. And today she's walking, she's talking, she's everything, she's teaching, she's doing everything within a year and a bit. Well, and they thought she was not going to make it. Mm -hmm. The doctors. But you have to give her doctor's credit. They had to do many operations on her because all those bones. And um, they did it. They never thought she'd believe they they never thought she'd go as fast as she would, as she did. So the mind has a lot of power, doesn't it? I mean, it's unbelievable. Because it, to be in that situation, many people would have opted out. So that power within the person is what we dip into. And they have super conscious to work with them. What aspect of SP you find the most appealing in your practice? That's a difficult question to answer because I find it totally appealing <laughs> in all aspects. But as I mentioned before, the fact that it's non-invasive, very direct, non-directive at all, protective of the client, and protective of the hypnotist. There is no such a thing here of vicarious trauma, for example, for the hypnotist, because you are protected. The person doesn't have to go into details. No. Um, the fact that it's private, that promotes empowerment and independence of your, of your clients through self-hypnosis. I just love all those aspects. There is no one favorite, but I love all no. of them. That's true. There's so many aspects of it. And it can do anything. That's what I like. Except that there's a very limiting part is that the person has to allow it. It's open to a mind, open to possibilities. Yeah. Can you tell us some interesting sessions you've had using SP? There are many, but I'm going to talk to you about one that it happened like it was instant. Somebody who suffered from um, vertigo. Mm -hmm. So this vertigo was coming back like once a year or every X number of months, et cetera, et cetera. And she said to me that there was this particular diagnose, some issue in the middle ear and medications, but nothing was happening. Anyways, it was permanently uh, feeling nauseous, not being able to stand by herself. It was a nightmare. So I had this session with her online, and by the end of the session, she was perfectly well, and the vertigo has no return at all. After it's been close to two to three years already, yeah, yeah. but a bit of never again. Even the conscious mind cannot even be strong enough when there is a good, a strong intention. I had this particular client that through the session, he reported to me after the session, he was mad, I couldn't hear. 
<laughs> what you were saying, Claudia, and I just wanted to stop the session so many times, but okay, I went through it. And I found out about this like around two weeks after the session and happens at, at the end of our conversation. I say, hey, by the way, your reason for consultation that was this nightmare that you used to have every day, but you still have that nightmare. And he looks to the sky and, um, no, really, not that I can recall. So even though his conscious mind was busy complaining because he couldn't hear me, his super conscious mind still worked and shift what he yep. wanted to work on. Yeah, isn't it great? I mm -hmm. think it's great. So do you have anything else to tell us? I would just like to invite people to take a closer look to Simpson Protocol, to take advantage of the self-hypnosis workshop. If this is something that you may have been thinking about, but you would like to maybe have the possibility to experience Simpson Protocol first, then the self-hypnosis workshops are the best opportunity for that. We will also cover information for those who are interested in future um, trainings, but come to a self-hypnosis workshop with a mind open to possibilities. And then you make your decisions. Thank you, Claudia.